0: This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Genzo drives baseline, kicks it back out for a 3, Barrett all net. 97 to 70 with 1 minute to go in the quarter.
0: This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Don LeGreco with the call here
1: on 98.7 ESPN and of course on the ESPN New York app. And Gordon, one thing I'll say, even though Randall had 23, Brunson had 25, R.J. Barrett with 24 and 5 of 9 from 3, that's the thing that really has improved his game so far this season, his ability to hit the 3.
2: And he's been consistent. Yes, he has. Uh, We saw sometimes uh, at, at times last year he would have a good game, but then it would be a step back, and sometimes it would be more than a step back, and then he'd come back. He's been consistent. So we all kind of went into last year expecting this big step forward from RJ Barrett and it never really materialized. It seemed like he was always kind of uh fluctuating. This year so far, so good.
1: Yeah, it's funny. He normally has a slow start, Gordon, mm-hmm. and then you see around the on the, you know, near the All-Star break he starts to pick it up and then finishes strongly, but you know, I guess playing uh, in in the in the World Cup or during the summer for Canada got him in the rhythm and he's still been in that rhythm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, And and you've certainly seen him be more efficient so far this year, uh, from three, from just overall, from the floor, uh, everything. I think he's just looked like a better version. He, he looks like the best version of himself so far.
1: Yes, no question about it. Gordon, we got so many people on the line, we're going to scratch the rundown and get to them
2: alright
1: 800 right. 180-919-3776. Also hit us up on X formerly Twitter at Gordon Damer at Hardesty ESPN at ESPNNY 98 underscore seven FM. Let's start out with Matt in South Carolina. Matt, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight.
3: Hey, let's talk about the uh, Zach Wilson situation. Let's do it. How 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 can they keep playing this guy every week? He is not an NFL quality quarterback, but at the same time, like uh, you know, what, you know what I want to see this week. I, I'd rather see the – just be like, "Hey, we're throwing in Trevor Simeon. He's our guy going forward because his stats are way better than Zach Wilson's." And the thing is, uh, Robert Sell is just like, "No, everything's fine." Like. <laughs> What what kind of
1: Kool-Aid is he drinking? Well, I'll say this, Matt. Um, he's not drinking any Kool-Aid. He might be drinking, you know, something stronger. <laughs> because, especially looking at those videos of the games, Gordon, looking at the all-22, he can't be – he's got to be looking scratching his head about some of the things that he's seen. Uh, eventually, they will have to make a move because – You know, they're not competitive offensively right now, and they haven't been all season. They've not been competitive offensively. And for you to have a shot, if you still think, and Gordon, by the record of 4-4, and they still are in the playoff hunt. Absolutely. All right? So your defense is doing what they can. Mm -hmm. They need help from the offense. You're not going to win if you can't score. So I agree with Samini. If if nothing happens this week – they're going to have to make a move. Now, the question becomes, Gordon, will they make a move in-game this week? That would be interesting for me because I think
2: they need this win. They they need this win against the they Raiders. They need this win. Absolutely, they need this win. They can't lose another game with not scoring any points. And, and here's the thing. I do not believe Robert Sala when he says that we're all on the same page. No. They might all be on the same page, but it's only because – the GM is telling him, this is the page we're on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like when you were in class and the teacher – everybody turned to page 107. That's right. That's the page that they're on. He does not have the the – the way he's – and we felt this way already, Larry. Mm -hmm. We said this last year. That's right. Uh, We did not believe that Robert Sala had the power to change the quarterbacks. It it comes from up above, either Mm -hmm. Joe Douglas or the the owner or both. Uh, I don't know if Trevor Simeon is the answer. See, the thing is the Jets, what they've done here – as they've made a situation for Zach Wilson and, and tried to tailor it to him by not getting really a, a legitimate backup. Trevor Simeon is not a legitimate backup quarterback at this stage. So I don't know if he's better than Zach Wilson, but I know what Zach Wilson is. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing to lose by trying somebody else because yeah. the way things are going right now, and if they go this way this week, well, then the season's lost. And I, and I heard this stat. I looked it up, Larry. Third... Zach Wilson has now made 29 NFL starts. He has thrown 20 NFL touchdown passes. 29 Mm. starts, 20 touchdown passes. Mm. Trevor Simeon has started 30 NFL games. So one more game, he's thrown more than double.
4: Mm.
2: He's thrown 42 touchdown passes. So I get it. He's playing behind a bad offensive line. He's got no wheels whatsoever. There is legitimate concerns that this guy's not any good. Mm -hmm. But I don't see what you got to lose.
1: And see, here's the thing: at least he comes in as a threat to throw the ball down the field, right? Gordon, I mean, defensively, you, you, I dare you to throw the ball down the field. I dare you. And so that's why the that's why the running game and the running game is not working. A and B, they're running on first down all the time. Yeah, so very I, predictable. Yeah, so you know, they got to change it up some. So, you know, some of it is Hackett, some of it's Wilson, some of it's the offensive line, some of it's the run game, some of it is, you know, Cook is, has, has been invisible. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff going wrong with this offense. It's not just Zach Wilson. There's a lot of stuff that's going wrong with this offense.
2: Uh, it's everything. It's co- I mean, the fact that they had Zach Wilson in a close game, Larry, throw the ball 49 times. This makes sense. And I get it that, that Brees Hall was not getting a lot. Mm-hmm. But Brees Hall is kind of like that home run guy. Like he, yeah. he can look like, oh, he's not that good. Four, five, six runs, and all of a sudden he breaks one. Yeah, and it's a touchdown. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. So for, looking for it's coaching malpractice to have Zach Wilson throw the ball 49 times mm-hmm. in a game that you were in for the majority of it, or at least it was close enough for the majority, of it, and run the ball 16 times. It makes no sense whatsoever. So coaching's terrible. Offensive line is terrible. The individual skill players dropping passes—they've been—they were bad on Monday night. Yeah. But it all kind of ties back to one point: they don't have a quarterback. And the penalties are just on the. Oh, penalties, another one. Coaching, of course, absolutely. You know, it, it
1: just kills them. It just kills them.
2: Uh, Spike is in AP. What's up, Spike?
3: Well, first of all, it's great to hear you guys. You guys just okay. I have so many friends because of you guys and uh, the communication line. It's just a wonderful feeling. It's uh, I can't tell you at this stage of my life how appreciative I am. So tonight, <clears throat> I turn on the TV and I see U B Brown, 90 years old. And when you're 78 and you got some stuff going on, and, and, and uh, look, look, Marv was 82, and he's starting to slow down a little bit. And when Marv was on, you knew it was an important game. UB was always my guy, the best clinician ever, didn't miss a beat. And then the Knicks played the game. If you got the box score, help me out. But I don't think mm-hmm. the Knicks had a turnover except the two that Randall had. And I know they were playing a very young team. Uh, it was an easy win. They were 10 or 11-point favorites. And, uh, they, they, you know, they never got contentious. It really didn't. But the funny part is, you know, I've always played this under-over thing with Michael for years. Mm-hmm. And my my key team this year, I told you, Larry, and I told you about betting. And I got a lot of guys that, you know, help a little bit. And I know nothing about football. I rely on Buddha and Jose and, they, you know, and whatever I can watch and you. And and uh, they, I called you all oh, yeah People were fading. Fading the Jets, fading the Jets, fading the Jets on the win total and on, on, they were betting under every week and they're cleaning up. So so I'm watching this Nick game and my key bet was the, uh, where, where Brooks went, uh, with Adoka, the coach, and Fred Van Fleet, and it was 31 and a half. I said, they're going to be a 500 team. They lost their first three, now they won four in a row. So I gave a guy a parlay tonight. I said, this is ridiculous. So Anthony Davis is out. Take, uh, Houston and, uh, lay the 10 or 12, the Knicks will probably win by 20 or 25 points. Look, the kid was a little nervous. The Knicks played fine. Uh, you're right about Barrett, both of you guys. He seems confident, and Jose's a big Barrett guy. And he's tucked in his arm, he's making his free throws. He's the, uh, it's just, look, they gotta win the next one on Saturday or Sunday, and then we'll take it from there. But some of these teams, I see it sorting out already. I'm happy for Buda, man. I love Buda. You know that. And then mm-hmm. the Sixers win the night. Uh, they beat it, and now I'm gonna watch this Golden State game. It seems in the NBA, after seven or eight games, and I've watched five, six thousand of these puppies, that it's sorting out a little bit, uh, where I see four or five teams in the east and i see two or three in the west uh maybe i'm wrong on the clippers because the nets are playing pretty good you know they they're playing good close games yeah, yeah yeah they got they, hey, they got they got more than they gave away that's for no sure question. and this the san antonio team beat phoenix twice go figure yeah, that that's you know right. so anyway listen it was fun to watch we'll see what happens I'm happy for uh, for Barrett. I'm happy that the Knicks uh, d- didn't turn the ball over and killed him off the boards. And uh, let's see what happens. And we'll move forward and let the other people fall. But with the Jets, boys, the big bet are fading the Jets. So I must be hearing something correctly from game number one. Maybe maybe they got overhyped. And I understand Rodgers went down. Thanks, boys.
1: All right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, to be fair, Gordon. Nobody thought they would be 4-4 four and four after Rodgers went down. No. So they're, they're really – and that's kind of the frustrating thing. They're ahead of where they're supposed to be. But, Gordon, we're in the same position again. And I know the – once again, it's not just Wilson. No. But if they were able to have – against New England, average quarterback play wins that average. game for them.
2: Absolutely. Average. average. Average.
1: And the line was, you know, okay then. It wasn't great, mm-hmm. but it was okay. yeah You know, just average quarterback play. And, and we're saying this over and over again. And you know what? Uh, at the end of the season, you know, Woody Johnson has been a person that listens to the fans. He's been a person that, you know, you catch him. He walks during the parking, walks in the parking lot, Gordon before games and stuff and visits with fans and things like that. Uh, after the end of this season, They've got to make some decisions on a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, part of it is why their offensive line gets hurt so often oh and stays God. out every so year. long. Every year, I mean, every year. I mean, it's not like and you mentioned this it, not just for a couple of games. Like they're yeah. done for the year. Gone.
2: I mean, injured reserve is a minimum for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and and you know they got to do. A and even job. The, it's not even just like the old guys like Dwayne Brown. Yeah, uh, Vera Tucker,
1: two yeah. years in a row. Two years in a row, done. Yeah. Done. You know, and, and listen, I get it. It's football. It's an injury sport. <laughs> I get it. Absolutely. But not like this. Not not for the length
0: of the season. They got to do some reevaluation with that Jet Club. They really do. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones we go. L is in Jersey. What's up, L?
5: Ray. What's up, fellas?
1: Oh, it's you feeling good, good, good about yourself? Now the now, coach, coach is gone,
2: Gordon? the GM's gone. He's all happy now. Oh, he's
1: feeling good <laughs> about himself. Yeah, yeah, yes. We haven't heard this voice in a while. All oh, happy, man,
5: chipper. Listen, listen, fellas, I got sh- listen. First, shout out to the producer. He remembered our bet. He apologized behind the scenes. I'm not going to go on air talk about the conversation, but you know, it wasn't necessary. But he's a good dude, and he had me laughing, man. But uh. Listen, it is a good day, Raider Nation, man. You know, I I got so many criticisms against Mark Davis, but I'll give him credit for this. He cut the cancer out. He finally realized it, top to bottom. But the one thing that he did that I didn't expect, which was the best move he did, was to bring in Antonio Pierce. Mm. I had no idea Antonio Pierce was born in Compton, raised in Compton as a Raider fan, and it was so great, Antonio Pierce addressing the Raiders with McDaniels in the room, talking about how a team could win, and he brought up the example of him playing for the Giants as a leader on that team, beating the vaunted, undefeated Josh McDaniels Patriots in the Super Bowl. You want to talk about how that team fell in love with that guy right there? That was that was it. They, they went into that game with such belief, that they weren't going to lose that game. Now, can can you ride that emotion throughout a season? No, absolutely not. You know, am I saying that Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl? No, I'm realistic. But it was just nice to see a one great game this season. And then what about I'll give this you week? My Jets book.
1: Yeah, what about just, this
5: week, uh, I'm going to jump into that right now because I'm a realist. And, I listen, I love Jet Nation, and shout out to Buddha. The Jets defense hands down are better than the raiders defense. Okay, I I can acknowledge that. However, if the jets run out there that same offense that they've been playing, okay, raiders win this game why? Because the only thing the raider offense cannot do is turn the ball over. If we don't turn the ball over and we punt and we have that jet offense starting 80 yards downfield, 75 yards downfield, we got to force them to go all that distance max crosby is going to eat we're going to bracket wilson we're going to put eight in the box and if wilson could be one-on-one coverage on anybody else out there i'll take my chances here's my prediction no disrespect to jets nation raiders win we're going to get either kick return or pick for six raiders win 21 17 i'm giving a little love to the jets offense 21 17 and if i'm wrong i'll call back next week and i'll apologize to jet nation so one love. I would love to hear your feedback on, on what my point about the Raiders are and my prediction on that Jets game. One love.
1: All right, Al. Thanks for checking in. The Jets are going to score 17 points?
2: Is it a, a doubleheader that I'm unaware of? Maybe there's a quarterback two? change. Let's
1: play two. <laughs> Maybe there will be a quarterback change. Two? <laughs>
2: what do you mean two? It, here's the thing. This is the like the, If you're a Jet fan who wants a quarterback change, I think that this is the last week that it can happen. Because if mm-hmm. Zach Wilson plays well here, he's, they're riding him out until the end. Absolutely. Like, he's still riding off the, the, the Chiefs game, it feels like, for a lot of yeah. people. So, uh, it doesn't matter how many bad games. He was bad in the, jet, uh, in the, in the Giant game. He, luckily, he made a couple of throws there at the end. He was bad Monday night. Uh, the offense is what's holding the team back. He's the leader of the offense. But if he were ever to go out there and score, you know, the, the team scores 17, 20 points and they win the game... They're going to ride him come hell or high water. Yeah. Forever. For the rest of the year. You're right. Mark's in Newark. What's up, Mark? What's going on, fellas?
1: Mark. Okay. So, actually,
6: I agree with pretty much everything that last caller said, and I have a reason why he feels like that. Because our quarterback doesn't know how to play. (laughs) He said – that he's so happy because Mark Davis cut the cancer out. I mean, they fired – I had a conversation with a friend of mine at work, and I told him, I said, I watched this guy. He cut the GM. He cut the coach. He he just came in there with a freaking – whatever that thing is they use to cut down sugar machete and just started hacking off everything. And then two days later, the Raiders got a rookie playing quarterback, and they looked like they were playing in the daggone Super Bowl. I mean, with their emotion as far as that's concerned.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And, and and smoking cigars after the game and all that. So, so my point I told him was, and here we are holding on to this quarterback that just simply can't play. Larry, I remember I called you. And I told you, and I text you too, nobody couldn't stand Sam Darnold worse than me. Mm-hmm. I told you, I said, this dude threw for four yards and a half. It's like an NFL record. It never happened before. Yeah. You know what? I, Sam Darnold played against the the Saints in the first game, and, and that he that one game was better than any game that Zach had in his whole life, maybe in his backyard playing with his little cousins. I don't know. I can't take this dude. He can't play. And I don't want to be mad anymore. I don't want to hear about this is wrong, that's wrong, if only all of that mess. Bro, this dude, when they get rid of him, when they cut him, when they when they bench him, I want to bench him and give him a bus ticket back to Utah all in the same motion. Just go right on out the stadium because I won't have to see him play for my team anymore. He doesn't know how to play. That's why everybody's skittish. That's why everybody jumps offside. That's why the defense commits penalties. That's why the everything. The, old, the coordinator don't know what to call. The coach has that look on his face like, what the hell is going on? You know why? Because when he's out there and you're watching him, even the fans are like, what the hell is going on? What's he going to do? Uh, it's going to be bad. But how is it gonna? Is he going to run backwards 35 yards? Or is he going to close his eyes and throw it at somebody's feet? I can't. He doesn't know how to play. Mark, take a page from the Raiders and cut
1: bait. Thank you, Mark. Mark, take a breath. Breathe. He's done, Gordon. He's done.
2: (laughs) He's done. Breathe. Yeah. Um, Well, this is the week, right? If he goes out there, and if it looks like anything like it did on Monday night, I would think that they would be forced to. They they cannot allow another season to be thrown and squandered away at a possible playoff spot. Mm Mm-hmm. By allowing one guy, and I'll say this: here's some some credit. We're very critical of Joe Douglas. We're very critical of Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing you got to give them credit for, because it has to be on them. Uh, maybe it's some on, uh, on the players as well. The fact that the players have not blown their top at this point, yeah, is a credit to the organization that they they did a better job this year, holding people. Uh, and keeping your opinion, like, don't blow up on the side. Don't make uh-huh. it a distraction. Don't do that. So, they've done a better job of that this year.
1: Yep. Keeping in the, the locker room. But
2: <laughs> it hasn't changed the play of the quarterback. So, yeah, it doesn't. At some point, it it's going to blow. If he ju- if Gordon is just, Gordon, it's, it's so funny. He just can't read the field, he doesn't
1: process. Yeah, he doesn't process.
2: Absolutely. He does not process things quickly enough. Uh, and and playing behind the offensive line that he's playing behind, it's like yeah. a perfect storm. Yeah, it's it, it, their weakness is his weakness. Right. They can't. It's, it's like the time. combination of you you dropped your chocolate in my peanut butter. You yeah. took your peanut butter and <laughs> topped it. But it's like the two things together. Except it's t- it's terrible. The chocolate except and the peanut butter and is delicious. But yeah, his the offensive line is 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 is, is dreadful. Is it absolutely
0: is. dreadful. It really is. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's head back to the phones
1: at 1-800-919-3776. Uh, Joe asked me during the break, Gordon, mm-hmm. if I thought Zach Wilson was the worst quarterback the Jets have ever had. And I couldn't think of the person's name. He brought him up, but there was a quarterback that the, that the Jets had that replaced Sam Darnold when he got Mono. For the first in the Adam Gase. Oh, uh,
2: Luke Falk. Was right. Was, yes. Was Luke Falk? Yeah. He yes. he was the Jets version of oh, what was the Giants guy that they had? Who uh, Jake Fromm? He was. Okay. The, he was the Jets version of Jake Fromm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. It's so like the bad. same cast. It's just different so actors bad. that are doing. Yeah. It's bad. He was oh, so oh, bad. I will say this: of the yes. guys that the Jets have drafted high, mm-hmm. Darnold. Yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, Gino. Yes, Zach Wilson's the worst.
1: He is, and he's because the highest pick. He,
2: he's the highest pick, and he's been working with the most talent.
1: Yeah,
2: and he's yep. looked the worst.
1: Yeah, I mean it's crazy because you know Sam Darnold threw a pick Monday Night Football first but throws a pick, but he came back and he scored. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he his question was well the thing with him like you say he didn't have the same amount of talent right the offensive line wasn't good so that's nothing new wow. but but you know he he just seemed like he gave you a better chance to win games
2: well i'll say this with darnold like we kind of got fooled at times thinking maybe he was better he had that one stretch at the end of one season we mm-hmm. thought okay maybe this is a... there was more evidence to make you believe with him yeah even yep. though it, wasn't, it didn't turn out to be the case, at least right. you could understand why people got sucked in some ways. Yes. At this point, the Zach Wilson truthers, they, they're gone. They, they, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're like the last of the Mohicans at this, but you can't find them anywhere now. No, uh, no. They're, they're gone for good. So, yeah. um, But at least with him, I think with Sanchez, there was at least reasons to kind of delude yourself. With right. Zach at this point, that's all it is at this point. If you're still believing in Zach Wilson, it's delusion.
1: Well, you know, at least Sanchez won you some game even though he wasn't asked to do a lot. No. And you talk about now that was an offensive line. Okay, they ran right. the ball. Absolutely. They ran the ball whenever they wanted to run the ball. You knew they were running the ball and you still couldn't stop them from running the ball. That's an offensive line. So, as long as he didn't turn the ball over, they right. were going to win games. Yeah. And so, you know, and and on occasion Gordon he had to make some plays and he made those plays along with the with the fact that they ran the ball, which meant that listen, all he had to do was a couple of play action passes, Gordon, because you had to respect the run. So with play action plus, I mean, listen, uh Jericho Cotri, sure handed receiver. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh um Dustin Keller, surehanded receiver, a tight end, you know. Uh so they you know, and then when the you know, the, the, the kid from Pittsburgh came after he made his Super Bowl catch in the end zone. San Antonio right, he, Holmes, San Antonio Holmes mm-hmm. that Darrell Rivers used to call San Antonio Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he came here and he was, wasn't, he wasn't as consistent as he was in Pittsburgh, but he, you know, you had, you had guys who made plays. You had guys who caught the football and, you know, listen, there's when, when, Zach Wilson is struggling the way he is, the last thing you need is for somebody that not, not catch the football when he gets in the way, which is the issue that you've had with, with Lazar, who's been, who's just, it's not consistent. Nope. And he's, he was brought here to be a number two and
2: he, he's, he's been the number four. <laughs> uh, I I shouldn't say it. Uh I was going to say something that would've been very rude about number 2. But uh yeah, I know he's not been good. He's no, not he been hasn't. good. He just and, and that was the pick of uh the shadow GM, right? The real yes. GM, I don't know that the mm-hmm. G, you know, much like the coach, I don't think gets to pick who starts at quarterback. I don't think mm-hmm. the actual GM got to pick some of the members of this team. That was the shadow GM.
1: That's the shadow GM and he needs to be held accountable for them. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, because there's one that's not even playing that he brought here. Right, not even playing. He just
2: got a paycheck. Yep,
1: hasn't played in about two game, two or three games. Haven't, right. even, haven't even been seen. I haven't seen them on the sideline.
2: Couldn't dress. Couldn't dress. Well, couldn't dress for the Jets. No, couldn't. who are desperate, looking for anybody at receiver to help mm-hmm. uh, help them out, out uh, outside of uh, Garrett Wilson.
1: Unbelievable. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey guys, how you
7: doing tonight? Listen. I just wanted to uh, run this. Like you brought some great points up that it's a combination of a lot of things with their offense, and I agree. But, you know, it, it all goes back to the quarterback, and I'm going to explain eight sacks. I'm having a hard time believing that all of those eight sacks are on the offensive line. And it's been like that all the while why he's with Wilson, okay? He holds the ball way too long. Everybody knows this. But here's the real problem, and you guys know it. It's the Aaron Rodgers effect. When they decided to jump in bed with him, which I was on board with, I'm not hating it, they basically said, we're going all in. We're going to bring in boys in. We're going to bring Hackett in. We've got the bait to get him here. We're going to bring Lazard, his guy. We're going to bring in Buddy Cobb in. And when this thing went bad on opening night, everything just fell apart. And this is where Joe Douglas said, oh, I got Aaron Rodgers now. I don't need a backup quarterback. I'm going to have him sit there for a year or two, and we'll, we'll figure that out in two years. And it all blew up in his face. And now they're, paying, now they're paying the price for it. They're totally paying the price. And now you're seeing, wow, Aaron Rodgers must have made Lazard look a lot better than he was. Oh, Cobb, he's a shell of himself. Hackett, he's the guy that they basically said he was in Denver. Because he was just here as, as Aaron Rodgers' guy. At the end of the day, Rodgers is going to call most of the plays or have a say in it. So let's just keep it real. Now, this is where Robert Salah's hands are tied. You got – Gordon, you just made a comment about the coach's hands are tied. Who is tying his hand? Is it Woody or is it the GM?
2: I think it's probably both. I think it's it's probably mostly the owner, but the Mm -hmm. the, the GM knows what the owner wants. It's like your boss, right? Like if you have a boss who's really opinionated and and is hands-on, like, sometimes you got to play the political game of, well, i got to give the boss what he wants. I, I can make some other decisions here and there, but if he's real adamant about, I'm not going to fight him on everything because I'm going to lose. Right. So if, if Woody is behind the scenes saying, I want Zach Wilson, I want Zach Wilson, you got to know what battles to pick, and I think that that's one that they are not looking to fight because they know they can't win.
1: Especially when you're – the reason that they're in this position is because you blew the number two pick overall. Ugh. So you're, you have no leverage.
2: Absolutely, none. None. What can what can you say?
1: Yeah, nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. It, 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 it should have worked. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Right.
2: And the reason <laughs> that they're in the the Rogers mess is because uh-huh. they blew the second pick in the draft. They 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 had no answers after that. So they looked around the landscape and they they turned as we said before. We mentioned this at the beginning of the year. They outsourced the offense to Aaron Rodgers. He is uh-huh. now. It's like they brought in an outside company. And that outside company is Aaron Rodgers. And when he went down, feels like the season kind of went down with it.
1: No question about it. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha.
8: You know, if you're talking about worst quarterbacks as a Jet, Zach Wilson, he's right up there. But I don't know if anybody usurps Brown and Nagel. That's
2: a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. The no, he was...
8: first game was like 362 yards. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: oh, Jet fans were celebrating Shoot. that day. I think that was against Bro. the Falcons, right?
8: Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about he was going to be the next Brett Favre. Remember
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> I do, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
8: Listen, it's twice a day when I really get happy. First time, and this is in terms of sports radio or sports talk, first time is at 4.30. You know, when I turn on the TV and I see Joy Taylor and I turn into Herm Edwards, hello. Mm-hmm,
4: yeah. <laughs> <Woo>!
8: <laughs> God, Lord, she's fine <laughs> as hell. But then the second time is when I put you guys on. And, and 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 it's and, and Gordon, I really appreciate when you asked <laughs> Rich Cimini, could we decipher the bull, the BS <laughs> detective? <and technical?" laughs> hey, listen. You're going to live in history for that because nobody on this station ever phrases it the way it needs to be phrased. And, Unc, you do it. You do it, too. But Unc does it in a more gentlemanly way where it doesn't offend anybody. I like your way better, Gordon. Thank
0: you, brother. Know?
8: I appreciate that. He's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> the front. Listen, yeah. I owe Rob Salah an apology. You know, I've been very critical of him, legit critical of his in-game decisions, the Mike White T-shirts. You know, uh, the, the the Wilson being allowing the team to to put a captain jersey on Wilson before he ever threw an NFL pass, but you know, his plea in the fifth, you know, Woody and Teflon Joe, they've made him into Dirk Benedict. You understand what I'm saying? He's the original A team face. I mean, and, and, and when he when he expires, here as a coach, which could be sooner rather than later, his epitaph is going to say, you know, he took one for the team based on the ambiguity about the Jets' quarterback situation, which was not of his doing. You know, and, and the Jets, look, they're not out of playoff contention. And I think that they'll beat the Raiders. You know, the Raiders have a rookie quarterback. Sorry,
4: mm-hmm.
8: Al. You know, I love you to death, Al. But um, the euphoria of McDaniel's being fired and Antonio Pierce thing, that kind of stuff only lasts for a while. Then the game gets played on the field. And, you know, I can see the Jets' pass rush you know, making his life miserable and actually doing the worst thing what they could do for the franchise where Zach Wilson wins a game where he doesn't really play well, but the defense plays well, and and, and we just continue this vicious cycle. Absolutely. But, you know, in terms of the Jets making the playoffs, the thing that's going to be really determined whether they make the playoffs is less has to do with that Raiders game, and it more has to do with the Browns versus the Ravens. You know, um, when you look at that division, that's the best division in football, that AFC North. And, you know, it's either it's the best quarterback and coach combination, uh, you know, in terms of Lamar and Harbaugh or, you know, um, you, you, you got Joe Burrow. And I'm not even going to give the coach credit because Joe Burrow just uplifts a franchise to a certain point. I mean, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. And as much as people like it to make fun of Kevin Stefanski, Listen, one week he's had uh, Deshaun Watson, the next week he hasn't. And he's kept that team afloat. And their defense plays really, really well. So if the Browns win that game against the Ravens, the Jets will not make the playoffs because in, in, in all actuality, probably and you look at the way the AFC looks, is shaking out. All four teams from the North will make it. So, you know, that'll squeeze them out. But, guys, I just got one request for y'all. And this is on a lighter note because, you know, Thank God the Sixers won tonight. You know, they tried to give that game up in the last <laughs> minute. They gave up 10 points in like 13 seconds. But you know what? I'm going to take that, and I'm going to feel really good about it, and I'm going to end this uh, evening call on a, on a good note. I just got one request for y'all, and, and and I know you talk about that March Madness poll that y'all have, and we've asked a lot of different questions. Who was the best funny movie? Who's the best, this, that, and the third? I just got one request for y'all. If you could... Could we make a poll where what was the best fight scene in an action movie? You know, did this four action movies that I really, really, you know, enjoy and put in the highest regard. First is the Enter the Dragon elevator scene with Bruce Lee and the Nunchucks. Uh, second is Mel Gibson versus Gary Busey, which goes without saying, in That Lethal Weapon. Lethal that emotion. that That's an unbelievable fight scene. Then we got Vin Diesel versus The Rock in Fast Five,
4: mm-hmm. which
8: is also a great fight scene. And, and then lastly, come on, man. The Outsiders, the Greasers versus the Socs. <laughs> I mean, Pony Boy, stay gold. I mean, cause, cause, could we get that, the best fight scene in an action movie? You guys got the power to get it done. Come on, for your boy.
2: Well, we'll see. I, that's, well, we'll, I, I will certainly take it under advisement. It'll certainly be on the list when we get a little, I mean, March is feel. When it's I was walking around today, it feels very far away right now. <laughs> I was driving today, Larry, uh-huh. and I actually saw somebody already had their Christmas lights up. Oh my god! Their Christmas lights up, Larry. I mean, the folks
1: here haven't taken the
2: Halloween. No, stuff down a lot yet. of them haven't. You know, the people that put out <laughs> all these things for Halloween, they're, they're they're quick to put them up. They're not so fast to take them down. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they're hanging around, yeah. <laughs> More of your calls next on ninety eight seven
0: ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's
9: up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I just want to make a real quick Jets point and a quick Knicks point. Um, I will start with the Jets first. Like, as far as being mad at Zach Wilson, it's a mute point. Everybody, you know, knows this guy is god-awful. I think he should be more upset at the fact that the Jets are being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers because he has a liking to this guy because they would have been gotten rid of him. Second, with the Knicks, first off, glad they, you know, did they thing, you know, um, took care of business at home court. You know, people were making a big deal about Randall getting out of something. To be honest, I'm more concerned with Brunson now yes the stat line could be deceiving he scored 25 got hot from three he doesn't look like himself I, I don't want to see Brunson play in another FIBA tournament as long as he's with the Knicks because like it's like Jekyll and Hyde it looks like he can't buy a shot Then he hits a couple shots I, I, I just hope that the guy from last season comes back I'll be fine with that like I think he'll I, be back down Brunson. There. Is like the engine of this team, you know?
1: Yeah, So I'm I think open, he'll be But bad. That was pretty much it. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be okay. Uh, I had the same concerns that you had about him playing in that tournament, but, you know, I, I think he'll be okay. He'll round into shape. He's just in the shooting slump. And listen, for right now, uh, the way RJ's is playing, it gives you some time, right? It gives you time for Randall to find his game. And it gives you time for Brunson to find his, Gordon.
2: Absolutely. Um. And, and, and again, it's eight games. Yeah. We're eight games in. It's going to be okay. Jose's so. in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose?
10: Good evening, Larry. GD, shout out to the company. Thank you for taking my call. Definitely wanted to chime in on the Nick victory tonight. I um, was very Im- impressed because, you know, usually you, um, when, when you're a team that is on the up-and-coming, you have to blow out lottery teams essentially like this and um the kid with um when is gonna be a, a freakish athlete. I think that kid yes, does have is. a lot of talent. It, it is ridiculous. So <laughs> um I, I was telling Joe that when I saw him at Yankee Stadium when he threw out the first pitch it was unreal seeing him in person. So he's definitely a free uh a freak. And I do agree with you. It's only eight games. Um we'll see how it works out very impressed with how RJ's looking looking and we'll see how if he can still continue this um he can make you know even the substitutions harder and harder for kids but we'll see how that goes um and it looks like um Julius Randle is kind of getting back to a groove and i think um Brunson it's uh, i think with Brunson i think he just trying to do a little too much in certain plays there's a couple of plays where he's taking a lot of bad um, bad contested shots where he he should be you know passing passing to the uh outlet person but we'll see we'll see how you know things keep going and um as my last part with the jets you know it it it's a mess and we, we i i just feel like we're we we're, we're repeat we're we're repeating towards last we're repeating towards last year but um yeah it's gonna be sad <laughs> but
1: thank you guys and have a great one <laughs> alright Jose thanks for the phone call Tommy's in Connecticut what's up Tommy
7: what's up boys just wanted to talk about how I like the uh, I like the balance between RJ uh, Julius and uh, and Jalen uh, I think it, that that's probably a recipe for uh, for some good wins this year you know about 20, they weren't great from the floor you know on the overall but they, you know percentage from three was pretty good so i think i think that's the way to go with mitchell and iq filling in the rest
1: i agree with you tommy thanks for the phone call gordon the bench has played now they didn't get a lot of scoring and i need DiVincenzo vincenzo to the vincenzo mm-hmm. to get, get a little going. get going a little, a little, little bit yeah. yeah and josh hart as well yeah. um both of them need to be going because right now quickly is owning the bench Yep. He, he's really the most consistent guy you've got coming off that bench. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll,
2: I need them to get going. But, uh, listen, a, a win is a win, and I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, with the Knicks in the early going of the season, you just don't want to start falling well below uh, 500, wow. right? Because then uh-huh. you got a whole bunch of work just to get back to break even. You go through the first 15, 20 games, and you're still sitting around 500. To me, with the Knicks, that's okay, because the second half of the season is usually where they start to hit their stride.
1: All right, my friend. I heard heard your reports today. You you know you're getting you're getting better with age. You're like, five is that nine. it? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, right. I heard them. I said, I, I know that guy. That. You're the one. Guy. All right, well, I'll take I it. Know him. See you tomorrow night, my friend. Sounds good, Larry.